What is up, everyone? My name is Wes. And I'm Zach. Welcome to the Waffle Talk podcast. Uh, We've got an exciting episode in store today, an interesting one at least. Uh, We're going to be talking about marriage. Marriage. All about marriage and uh, where where it comes from, this idea of marriage, like why it exists. Uh, We're going to question the very foundations of marriages, (laughs) bring them to their core. Uh, but it's just something that, that interested me, uh, especially since in the last year and a half I've gotten married <laughs> myself, right. so yeah. it's uh, definitely personally relevant. I think it's something that uh, everyone here in America, at least, is either has considered it or has been asked it. It's something that comes up in our lives so much as a culture and a society here. Um, it's assumed, even. Yeah, a lot of people it's, just assume, the assumption is when are you going to get married one yeah. day or what will your marriage your wedding look like? It's counterculture kind of, to not get married. What kind of person do you want to marry? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, it's one of those things that it just you, yeah you really are kind of the weirdo to be like oh I don't want to get married. Yeah, although that like trends we're seeing a lot, especially recently in the last you hear more about it definitely fifty years last hundred years there have been so many different changes. Uh, yeah. Which is good in a lot of ways. Yeah, good in a lot of ways. Uh, more expensive in others. Oh, yeah. As far as weddings especially, that yeah. whole... That's well, a whole crazy trend. I actually don't know. More, It was more expensive, and then it became less expensive, and then it became more expensive again. Yeah. Because when it was basically like a business deal, it was real expensive, and then it became not so expensive, because you didn't have to buy a ring. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like in the last 60 years, isn't it? I think I'm trying to think who started it. I know the diamonds uh, company. Oh, I can't think of them, but they started a really big campaign, and then of course they control a lot of the mines Advertising. across the world. Yeah, diamonds are supply. not as rare as people think they are. They just the no. supply is is bottlenecked mm-hmm. to make them high to keep it high. And diamonds are really cool. which brilliant marketing. Yeah, control the supply. Create a high demand. The diamonds are for everything, and like marriage is supposed to be forever. Mm-hmm. That like that was amazing. That was just Brilliant. right in line. Uh, and rings is actually something that we'll talk about. It's a very interesting oh, kind of okay. custom that you know a lot of people. Yes, there's like symbolism and things to it, but even yeah. more than that, uh, like the importance of a wedding ring, is is really interesting. So yeah. let's just talk. What is marriage and society where does it come from how do people sociologists who as far as i understand it, are people that understand people or sorry study people yeah they, and try they, to, they hope try to, to understand yeah exactly so they've they've been looking at people and being like okay what why do we do the things that we do because yeah, this one of the things that kind of inspired this being the topic of the episode is the fact that marriage is pretty consistent across humanity Yes, as far as it the, varies, yes. but it exists in pretty much every culture. And some it can form vary it. greatly, yes. Yeah. But but the fact of like a marriage being a thing. Right. Even some animals who aren't human, obviously, yeah. they, they mate for they life. Join, yeah. Which is essentially marriage in effect. Obviously there's no wedding. Well, yeah. That's see, that's the thing. How do you define marriage? So here's what I found in doing some very light research. Sociologists define marriage as a legally recognized social contract 
meaning social contract. It's a relationship defined by a set of rules, boundaries, and expectations, typically between two people. Typically, okay. Traditionally. Now, again, if you look, here's where it can vary because it can it has all these different aspects. You have different rules and boundaries. Some cultures, they're polygamous. They'll have multiple partners. Or it's yes. it's permissible, so they're allowed to, but maybe there's other factors that yeah. limit it. Generally, that's a man with multiple wives. Do Are there many Which is women weird. with multiple husbands? No, that's very, very rare. I guess in the procreation sense, it makes more sense for it to be one man, because he can get multiple women pregnant at a time. Mm-hmm. Technically, like in, in theory, an unlimited amount. Un- unlimited, yeah, dependent on the individual's fertility. Yeah, it, I mean, that's the, one of the big changes. In, I guess, suppose it's interesting that it's never... You'd, I'm sure it's happened, mm-hmm. but you don't hear about it almost ever. I never have. No. Where no, a woman married, you know, multiple men. There's no show called Brother Husbands. No, there's not. And I think we'll, we'll get to this as well, but one of the biggest reasons why you probably don't see that is in most cultures, it, it, people think, scientists think, that for the most part, marriage comes about in every culture because you have to have family as a building block in society in every single society. Okay. The family unit, regardless of religion, like location, geography, anything, that is the most important unit because how do you get more people? How do you function economically? How do True. we survive and build towards more things? It's and a also family just unit. On the basic level, human are very tribalist, mm-hmm. very tribal. So I guess we try to make everything into kind of a version of a tribe. Yeah. Sports teams marriage yeah cities oh, you know, yeah. people will go to See war which city's better oh yeah we talk new york or la west coast east coast yeah chicago it's a whole debate it is a whole debate <laughs> it's interesting yeah yeah so that that aspect of it being a an important element to the family unit and the fact that typically sociologists think when there are two individuals or more who are engaging in sex, there tends to be a psychological kind of bond that's created with them. Okay. And I don't know how that could be explained. Maybe it is the fact that there could be parenting a child or whatever, but there is some bond that people say is formed. And so... Maybe an evolutionary, just another, like, motivation it to could. Maybe, procreate. Maybe we're, we are better just sticking with one partner and just trying to work through that rather than just going around. Yeah. I don't know, but... I mean, studies show it's better for a child to have two parents. Yeah. And a more successful child means more procreation. Yeah. So I suppose, again, from this, just like the animal desire to further your line. Isn't it weird that, like, at a baseline level, biologically speaking, my body exists just to make more of... Not me's, but, you know, more. To make more, yeah. More of your that's line. It. Yeah. Like, my body's and just constantly like, that's all you need to do. Mm-hmm. And really, once that's done, I don't I don't necessarily have, like, a purpose. No. As, like, people, you know. Biologically like, speaking, yeah. Or, like, what are animals? Except, like, constantly fighting to be alive. Now we're questioning the whole, you know, meaning of life and humanity. <laughs> right. but, but, I mean, even plants. The reason fruit is full of fiber and sugar is to make it more desirable to eat really? so that when it's eaten the seeds are then deposited surrounded in fertilizer <laughs> I, 
Yeah. Just a, a form of procreation. Life. Crazy. Life. Yeah. Finds a way. Uh, so let's talk about some of the rules as far as this social contract and like what, what that means in a marriage. Rules can include exclusivity, which would mean you're in a committed relationship where other people aren't involved. Irreversibility, which means it cannot be changed. Okay. The fact that you can't just be married and then decide one day, nah, we're nah, not. No divorces here. Yeah. The Catholic Church, basically. Cohabitation. Typically people who are married or living together, although they don't have to be. What's the word for it? It's um, com- what, common law, whatever. Oh, common law marriage? Yeah. Like Where it's like if you've lived together for, so for X long. amount of years. You're, you're, basically, legally speaking, you're just considered you married. can't just dump the person because they have some kind of attachment. social attachment. Yeah. Or social, See, socially recognized attachment to... Isn't that weird that just cohabitation comes up and it's like, it's such an important thing and people recognize that just living together really shapes people's lives oh, in yeah. such a big way that you can't just dump them. In some ways, you're literally considered like married. Yeah. It is crazy. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, a ceremony is typically involved in marriages. They, yes. Like, again, that can vary greatly, but typically there is a ceremony that kind of marks People the love a party. Yeah. We I, do love a good, like, okay, today's the day kind of thing. Like, from here on out, oh, yeah. this is going to happen. Milestones, I feel like, are just yeah, important for big like, thing. people. To, like, like, a lot of people who, just in my experience, for me, when I'm trying to lose weight, it's like, okay, to this weekend I'm enjoying my food, but then Monday, yeah. then Monday rolls around and you do a really good Monday, and then you don't do anything else. Oh, yeah. And then it falls apart. Yeah, but just setting goals, you know. Yeah. You just it set feels good. Dude, Monday's dude. the day. Monday's the day. That's a bad idea, by the way. If you are trying to lose weight, just start. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, shared rearing of children. Now, that this is weird, too, because, again, it varies, but and you see it. There's a lot of friction, I feel like, in this part is where people see it because there is an entire other life involved. Yeah. But oftentimes marriage involves or it seems pretty accepted in a lot of cultures that you're going to rear the children together. Together, yeah. Now, across the world, though, Even if you're no longer married, there's the joint custody. Generally speaking, men get less, but they still get some. Yeah. There are some cultures where this is odd. The men only live in huts with men, and then once the children are made and had, they're raised by the men. And they just kind of, like, go off on their own. And I'm like, I didn't read more about it, but I'm like, what do the women do? Like, Do they only procreate? Uh, I, I Be suppose. a sad existence. I mean, the hunter-gatherer, right? So Yeah, that was you... more of kind of like a, a tribal right. culture there. but Especially if it's a male. You, I mean... A woman who's never hunted can't really teach a boy how to hunt. Yeah. Yeah. The bride price slash dowry. Dowry, yeah. This is one of those those kind of expectations. And we see it going back. This is the business side of the marriage. This is the business, the social contract. There's the obligations to be met. So the bride price typically was something that was paid by a groom to basically get to the point where, hey, like, I want to marry your daughter. Right. That was like you showing that you're serious enough. The dowry was the the opposite of that, usually paid for by the bride or the bride's family. And it was it was basically them saying, this is what we have to offer you to kind of As help a, set up your life, yeah. to 
just kind of fulfill the contract. Uh, which is really weird. And you get, as you look back, there's all sorts of different things that could be involved. Um, like you could go from just jewelry to just straight up money. Uh, you could go to land, which obviously had yeah. value way back in the day. And it probably was one of the more common things that was involved. Especially if you had it to give. Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want, you know, just... <laughs> huge tracks, tracks of land. land. Yeah. Um, She's got huge tracks of land. Yeah, but even back to the Code of Hammurabi, which is one of the first oh. sets of, like, laws in existence in, in, in the world. Yeah. Kind of talks about a dowry and how that's supposed to be done. Um, sets Sets rules for it in the... In the Christian faith, they talk about dowries, and in Jewish laws, they talk about how a dowry needs to be done, and if conditions are broken, what gets paid back, what's lost. It's oh, okay. It's weird how that was such an important part of like setting up life, and in the Western world, especially, we don't hear about a dowry necessarily coming with no, yeah, not anymore. If anything, we hear about student loans being brought in. It's almost the opposite. All right, what's your credit score? <laughs> How soon before we can actually get a loan for a house? Yeah. How much debt are we bringing together? <laughs> yeah, the dowries. If you come in with nothing, it's almost a plus. Yeah, that's the. It's, oh my god, <laughs> it's not forty thousand dollars of debt. Yeah, you know. <laughs> plus a car loan. Plus, a, you know. Yeah. Credit card debt. But the bride, the bride price is one that was interesting too, because I don't think about it as a as a cost. I guess it, that's technically the modern version of a bride price. Well, the debt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also the bride price now, if, if you think about a modern version, a ring. A ring, yeah. Because a ring, and no one would call it. This. And also all the dates, generally speaking, mm -hmm. men pay. Well, yeah, that's true. But the ring, especially, is a signal for the yeah. marriage that I'm willing to pay. Usually, someone saves up a decent bit of money. Three months salary. Pays. And if nothing else, it's a, it's that signal that initiates and kind of like starts this contract. Um, I wrote these down too because they can be conditions. But virginity, which is one that is just so like heavily written about in yeah, and at least in a lot of faiths. It's interesting too why that's such a big deal. I can't quite when you think about it. It doesn't make a ton of sense. I don't know why it would ruin a marriage, necessarily. Because no. it's not like that person can't then have children. No. And it's not like, oh, well, you had sex once before, so I'll never know if it's my child. Yeah. Maybe someone's left over. I mean, you would have... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd have an idea, you know, pretty... Like, it'd have to be within a time frame to, to even have that overlap. Yeah, pretty and if soon, it's not, yeah. then... Guess you're good. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's an interesting thing to be so worried about. But it's just, it's something that comes up again in a lot of, mostly religion is where you see it, where yeah. virginity is super tied into a lot of these faiths. Purity. People talk about, you know, yeah, purity and virginity. So that, that's one. The use primae noctis. Prima noctis. Prima noctis. <laughs> that was another one that was... It wasn't necessarily tied into people specifically, but more as the culture yeah, where... <laughs> the king gets to have his go the first... Or the governor of the realm. Or... The, the Whoever the lords and kind of rulers were basically got to have first go. Basically, a lot of horny ruler dudes 
Made wanted to have that you got to uh, yeah. have uh, a go on Again, the first night. For literally for no reason. There's no benefit to that outside yeah. of potentially the king has more kids, but he's yeah. not going to care for that kid. Yeah. Crazy. In reading about that, they said that there was a fee that was charged, and I don't know if it was by the church or, or you know, cities or whoever, but to get around the, like, prima nocta, some people think this fee was instituted, so basically you could pay the fee and be like, please don't have But how much was wife. the fee? What do, uh, I well, assume I most people couldn't afford. Uh, it's probably just... It, probably only the noble people could afford. Yeah. Interesting. What a weird concept. I don't under where like where legitimately did that come? Was it actually just a guy who's like, I just want to have more sex? I don't know. I, and I, I want it to not be seen as cheating. I don't know. It, part of it was yeah, the kings would like test out and get like the best pick of whoever. Oh, I, so he could be like, eh, is my wife now? Well, some of the, some of them it wasn't necessarily <laughs> prima nocta. In a lot of like references, refers to getting the the getting to bed the woman on the first night. Of, like, their marriage. Like, you get to, to have sex with her before. It's basically like a tax. Yeah. It's like, I get a cut of everything. But, technically, like, a lot of references to this this right by a king to do that isn't necessarily referring to that first night. It could just be he gets, like, first pick of the women is kind of what it is. Oh. But okay. that, a lot of times what we think of when we hear, if you know what Prima Nocta is, yeah. you think about it in a movie where... Someone comes into a village and just Braveheart. Yeah, you think of Braveheart, yeah, honestly. You think of Braveheart if you've seen it. Phenomenal movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Very good. Great movie. Sad ending. Yeah. So... Painful to watch for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Prima Nocta. And actually, a lot of scholars are debating if, if it was even as widespread as we kind as, of see. Yeah. Because people will look back and they're like, oh, man, every, like, medieval, you know... Every king. ...city was just... And it's like, no, that's not... Probably not true. No. I feel like it was probably a very localized to, like, the north of England. Mm-hmm. Like, the Welsh, where all that witchcraft and stuff kind of was super prominent. And, yeah, just probably not as common as we think it is. Yeah. I would probably agree with that. I'd like to think, like, man, why didn't they fight back? But... They were poor for a reason. Poor and also, I mean, had an army. There's probably a good chance too that they just didn't see anything wrong with it. I mean, if that's the culture you grow well, up in, I guess if that's the law. But also, like, if that's yeah. just what's like, this is what happens. Yeah, you just gotta give her up. Yeah. Gotta feel bad for the women, though. Generally, throughout history, that's a pretty, pretty standard. We've come a long way. Rule of thumb. Yeah, we, we got have. a long way to go, but we come a long way. Come a long way. Prima freaking nocta. Prima nocta, <laughs> and you're basically I'm either being paid to take you off your father's hands, or I'm paying for you so that I can get some kind of something. Something. Probably her name. Yeah. A little bit of political sway. Yeah. Although... Or simply just because an unmarried man wasn't seen as much before. Worse to be an unmarried woman, but you know. Yeah. To look at this from the other side, if I was a king and I do, <laughs> I do provide protection and kind of yeah, with maybe, money that they pay, maybe food you? and all probably not of, too much food. I have an they army provide that you keeps with them food. safe. You know they have also not true. You have an army that protects your borders, but they, you don't really give a shit about the peasants too well, much. Well, you don't know my kingdom, so <laughs> anyways, I get first right on all the women. Yeah, I still don't know. And it's law. 
<laughs> What's that? You don't like it? Let me introduce you to my headsman. <laughs> this sword right here. This axe is taken. And then I'm going to introduce your woman to my sword. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Moving on. So that that's kind of marriage as a whole. That gives us an idea of, like, why does it show up? Again, yeah, if you were theories, unaware of what marriage was, now you know. But, well, but like, why <laughs> yeah. Why does it even show up? You know, that's kind of... Yeah, why lot. is it so consistent? Yeah, and in a sense of, like, it appears everywhere. Yeah. Yes, it varies. Consistently greatly. inconsistent. Yeah, and it varies greatly. But, like, a lot of people, we as people have kind of recognized and accepted that it is important to set a social contract around... Honestly, it, it, it almost seems more about, like, the family unit seems to be the most important mm-hmm. part to me. And that there needs to be some definition of how to protect that because we can't grow as a society without it. It's true. I mean, the – I forget exactly what the statistics are, but I think it's, like, 75% of uh, kids who come from a single parent household or, like, the majority – of people in like prison are that they don't graduate high school as often. They don't even attempt college as much. They generally don't make much money, you know? So there is importance in a dual parent household. Mm -hmm. There's also been studies that show that it doesn't necessarily matter what the genders are. So long as it's two parents providing love to the child, which is interesting. Yeah, because that, again, goes against kind of traditional norms in, like, the right. Western world or, like, in if you're looking at religious world, like, if you look at, I mean, basically Christianity, from what I understand, Judaism, Muslim, which are some of the biggest religions. The three biggest the West, reli- Western world, at least. Well, just in general, the three well, biggest yeah. religions of the world. I think Christianity is the biggest. Muslim like the is the fastest growing. Buddhism is pretty big, right? Uh, I, yeah. Is Buddhism Hinduism, actually? Sorry, I was going to say, I don't think Buddhism no, is a religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Hinduism. Hinduism. Because India's got a lot, a lot of, people. of people. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think Muslim is the fastest growing. Yeah. As of, you know, at least the last few years. Mm. It has been. I don't know if it still is. Who knows? Yeah. But since I am someone who has a Christian faith and recently got married, what? I would say that my. My marriage, I'd like to think, is kind of based on what the teachings of Christ are. Um, And it's weird looking at that, to to pivot this. Marriage is defined as a contract by, like, kind of society, sociologists. That's how they would define it. In a Christian marriage, the belief is that it's much more than just a contract where you, you agree with your... Your wife, your wife, and your local government. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You agree that. with a group that these are the definitions of what we're going to do. You take vows, you make vows, and that's what you're going to kind of abide by. And you both generally have an understanding. The law kind of says, like, you know, they have their part if they if they oversee marriages, but that's more of like a contract. In a Christian marriage, it's more than that there's a spiritual aspect of it there's the spiritual aspect and it's something called a covenant instead Mm -hmm. so it's not just me like for example me and my wife nicolette it's not just me and her there's also god who is involved in this covenant and 
a contract can be kind of voided, uh, revoked, altered, changed, whatever you want to call it. A contract can be modified. A Christian would believe that, like, man, a covenant can't be bound. Like, it can't be changed. Right. God set it in place, and there's the covenant says that you have these joining. You literally have a union where two become one, and now we're together. Right. Which is scary to think about because as humans, we have this idea of like conditional kind of love in a lot right. of ways. We're yeah. like, oh man, if someone does, you know, if someone cuts me off in traffic, honestly, they're dead to me. So like, <laughs> that's just... That's an interesting point too. I feel just a little bit of a sidebar. <laughs> but in your car, people are so... There's just some weird, like, isolation that happens where literally everything is worthy of murder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> well, because well, they could be killing me. They could if be. If I'm going that but fast. But also, like, the know? smallest thing. Like, if just, oh, someone passes, you go in, like, ten miles or so. Oh, fuck it. Slow down. Uh, crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So if I go, I typically drive, uh, cops don't pull me over, but I typically drive <laughs> about anywhere from, like, five to ten miles over the speed limit. Yeah, which in Georgia... It's pretty general. It seems like you're everybody kind of does. If you're going the speed limit, most people are like, "What the hell is this person they're doing?" They're driving a little. Slow. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, see, I don't even mind that if you're if we're on a multi-lane road and you're on the right side. Yeah, but I'm if they like, are okay. going the speed limit, there's always two. It is, and a, they yeah. always just take up both lanes, and then going you're stuck. just the speed limit. And then sometimes one will go a little faster. Oh, thank God! And then it's slowed down back. Yeah. So, no, no, no. You do think it's it? It is kind of weird, but like. Well, to get back to this, if someone cuts me off in traffic, they're dead to me. And I, again, like that's just one scenario where right. I like my love can change for people in a split Drastically second. Drastically in a split second. <laughs> Which again, just another, you would, generally speaking, people wouldn't cut you off as easily if it was like a, just face to face. Yeah. Most people don't just shove their way in front of you in line. No, that's true. In a car, it's. Anyway, back to the topic at yeah. hand. This is about. But, so. A covenant's like a, a whole other deal, basically. It can't be changed. You're kind of locked into it, which is maybe a little scary for a lot yeah. of people to think about that that aspect Probably of it. Probably for most people. A commitment on that level is pretty intimidating. Exactly, because in theory... Some people have a hard time committing to the menu item they're going to choose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. It's it's a Christian marriage is monogamous. It's forever. And technically, it should be unconditional. Because it stems from God's love for us, which is unconditional. Yeah. If God loves me, if I can murder, rape, and abuse, which I think he does, and on top of, you know, every other sin you could list, whatever that right. whatever that is, and he forgives me, in theory, I should forgive my wife and she should forgive me if I do any of those. But how hard is that to bring into a marriage? Because then, if it's a contract marriage, you'd say, like, man, you've definitely violated That's, some boundaries and stuff. Yeah, I would consider them relationship-ending boundaries See, it, yeah, in every situation. Personally, there are very few times where I would say, oh, they cheated on you. Give it a chance. Yeah, or and if, just uh, forgive them, you know? Just keep forgiving yeah, them. Just, just forgive, keep forgiving yeah. them. Because at that, some point, it's, just, it's like you're just getting taken advantage of. Yeah. And then abuse is a hard no. Yeah. I, if abuse happens, just leave. Just to There's... speak personally, Nicola and I both we have boundaries where we're like, <laughs> yeah. if you kill someone, and it's not like self defense, like you just yeah. go and murder. Which someone. those things are to the average person, like okay, yes, in a perfect world, 
Yeah. That would be forgiven, but also in a perfect world, it would never happen. Oh, like a self-defense thing. Like abuse, cheating, but also oh, okay, like okay, sorry. the average person doesn't really have to worry about that in a relationship. Hopefully, no. yeah, you're typically worrying about leaving you know, like, the, the cover yeah. off a toothpaste. They didn't take the trash out again. Yeah, or every or if, time. Or if you have kids, obviously that's a whole other element. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think one of the things that fascinates me looking at like the Christian marriage aspect is God sets so many rules in place when you look at like. You know, even times before Jesus of like how a family Literally, should be made. Multiple books, yeah. Just because given rules. Of just rules. Because he wanted to, one, kind of set people apart, but two, try and build a very special society. And in, yeah. the, in the Christian faith, they even recognize like family is like the most important pillar to building a society. Mm -hmm. And as we talked about, it's something that people kind of recognize around the world as being important. Yeah. But Christianity goes out to even like outline what a marriage should look like. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I guess one, one other note I have here, I'll just read it since I have it written down. The covenant of marriage does not derive its legitimacy from the government. If the Commonwealth of Virginia or Georgia, whatever, were to be dissolved tomorrow, no one's marriage would be any less legitimate. Could you imagine how terrible it would be if the if state just of because Georgia if, went away? When Georgia went bankrupt and we, and we like, just became non-denominational. We got taken un... over by Florida and what's they're the like, word? you got to uh, get remarried. Like, oh, What's the word? When like a city is basically bankrupt, it's... Uh, oh, I don't know. Insolvent? Unsomething territory. Unincorporated. Oh. Un <laughs> just the whole state became unincorporated territory. Well, that's what I'm saying. It has to be taken over USA. by, like, Tennessee or Florida. What, what would happen? What? what chaos. What happen? Freaking chaos. But I don't think marriages would not be recognized. Wait a few years. We'll find out when California comes uh, There we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, For the first time since its creation, uh, California has, population has shrank. Shrunk? Shrunk. Last year. For the first time since it became a state. I wonder how many marriages are there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a ton. Nah, I don't know. Last year. Well, yeah, who knows? Honestly. Who knows? Message us. Message yeah. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we uh, should probably drop the email at some point. I mean, we can do that at this point. We're we'll do it at the end. Look, do you hate marriage or want to tell us <laughs> yeah. anything? Do you have personal marriage horror stories that you want to share about? You could DM us at Waffle Talk Pod on Instagram, or you could email us at an email that I don't have on me at the moment. But I think it's also wafletalkpod at gmail.com. All right. Well, probably DM us, though. and we'll, It's definitely we'll Waffle definitely Talk Pod at Instagram, and we'll definitely reply. We'd love to hear from you if you're listening. Yeah. Hate your kids? Waffle Talk yeah, Pod. Hate your kids? Hate your significant other? Waffle Talk Pod? Yeah. Uh, probably contact a counselor first, or, you know, a marriage counselor but, but as soon us. as you do that waffle talk pot yeah exactly that's right so a couple quick questions to consider thoughts here for us some quick hits if you will is marriage simply a regulation of sex oh i don't think so definitely not anymore today maybe back well that's the thing though because i don't know i don't think so and again this is going to be a generalization because we're talking about not just a specific culture, but we're talking about across the world, which is hard for us to do because because we only belong to one very specific culture, yeah. How often and then do a we subculture within that culture, exactly. But 
you know, we're just going to speak for everyone or assume for everyone. Yeah. Which is not dangerous at all. No, it's the best thing to do, really. I mean, as people who are white, middle class, Christian men. Yeah. <laughs> we have the perfect perspective on all avenues of life. Yeah, absolutely. So is marriage simply a regulation of sex? I don't think so. I I would agree. I'd say it has to be. I think there's more to it than that. I think there is, generally speaking, an agreement that like, okay, you and me. Yeah. That's that. There are exceptions. There are people who have open marriages. Yeah. I don't understand how that works. I feel like that would be I am, like, a breeding ground for like jealousy and in in uh, securities. That just seems like a dangerous game to play, which does not benefit society. And no, which is the bottom or line. the individual. No, I and if you are that in need of like multiple partners and promiscuity, there's an island out there th- for all of you. No, well, I'm even just just maybe don't get married. Yeah. Because that I well, but again, like but if see, you're okay with that, then I then do whatever you want. But then what that that's what it comes down to is what is marriage to everyone, and everyone's going to have a different idea. Yeah, some people are going to come in even in, in our subculture of like you know white even people. in our friend group exactly. There are going to be people who come into it differently, and they're going to look at why the hell would I get married? My parents got divorced when I was right, know, yeah. ten years old, and it's. So it's it never works. Freaking ruined my life. It, it, it's like, what it, do I get out it. of it? Yeah. I mean, almost half of all marriages end in divorce here yeah. in this country. So why the hell would I get married? Oh, so, so I can pay a buttload of money to, to my ex and for a, have a, to fight over my kids? We'll pay a ton of money to get married. Yeah. A ton of money, or a, sorry, to propose marriage. A ton of money to pay for the party that is marriage. Yeah. Generally, you could elope. The wedding, yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, most people don't elope. Most people have a party that is... A lot of money. Typically, you're living somewhere other than, you know, with your parents or somewhere yeah. that costs money. So the cohabitation, you either have to buy a home or you're renting a home. Right. And then if you do decide to get yeah, split. Because that's true, too, because most people don't want to live with their parents when they're married. There are some cultures, though, where that is a thing. Yeah. That's true. But, again, that I feel like that's a, an exception. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about who I'd rather live with, my parents or my in-laws. I'm not going to share my answer here. I think I think I know, but I'm not going to say anything. We can talk about this afterwards. <clears throat> yeah, in-laws. <laughs> love you guys. Uh, love you too, mom and dad. Um, anyways. But yeah, I think there's more to it than that. I, I, I also agree. think it varies person to person. Mm-hmm. Some people do get married just with the intention of, okay, well, now it's okay for us to have sex so we can procreate. Some people are really like, Strict about it, where yeah. there's sex with the intention of anything other than procreation is disgusting. Yeah, it's wrong. It's important. And then there's people who are like, well, if it's good before we got married, it must be even better afterwards. Have you seen that video? No. It's this husband and wife who are, they're being interviewed by some news station. They remained celibate their entire life. And they mm. got married and continued to remain celibate. And the woman is talking, it's like, well, we just talked about it and decided that if it was, like, if God, like, if God was happy about us oh my staying God, I think you sent celibate me. before marriage, it must be even better after marriage. And the whole time, the guy's face is just like, he's just like, oh, he's so dead inside. But yeah, that seems a bit crazy. I did have a, 
an intrusive thought as you were saying that. Oh? What would... I, like, people would have to look at this. Scientists, sociologists would have to study it. But Our huge following of sociologists and scientists and what's the other one? It's uh, the study of human... Psychologists? Human, no, no, no. Anthropologists? Yes, anthropologists. Oh, like back at history. Uh, so, you guys with funding and, and things to study. The brilliant Here listeners. you go. What does an asexual, if this is even a common thing, an asexual couple, how many like asexual marriages are there? Obviously, sex wouldn't be a factor at all for them. Right. So would it, would it I mean, honestly, it's not defined by any kind of like, any relation to sex at all. No. It's just a social contract or there's, there's rules. It's just someone you like that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. Which is yeah. weird because that that would be a perfect counterexample to saying like it's people get married just because of the the family unit and its yeah. impact on society. It's interesting. Yeah. All right. To shift again, can we look at other cultures and say one concept for marriage works better than others? Well, I don't know. I any would other, have to look any more other... at other versions of marriage well yeah but, but generally other... speaking i would say that the one-on-one -on -one, not having multiple wives so monogamous <laughs> monogamous yeah not n exclusive generally speaking i feel like would have but that's again like i can't speak to it because i've never been in a polyamorous yeah anything okay so exclusivity we'll say that you you would assume that exclusivity would be best I would assume, just as a blanket statement, obviously it's never going to be 100%, but most people probably would feel more comfortable in a monogamous relationship. And it depends what your intent with marriage is. But okay, so exclusivity, irreversi irreversibility. Now, I'd, I agree with like, okay, you're making a commitment to the person, but there are some things that's just like, you can't, you can't move past that, mm -hmm. right? Because like, A, abuse... Infidelity. Those are things that should be, like, okay. Immediate grounds to leave. Yeah. Or what about a what about if the marriage is built on a lie? Someone was like, also true. Hey, well, here's a a big question. Again, a what if? If you got married to someone and they're like, I'm five hundred thousand dollars in debt and I can't get rid of it, and there are people coming after me. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's like okay, just that's like, a lie of omission. <laughs> And you're like, that's uh, is that's your problem now? That's not our problem. No, that's a. I I feel like that's <laughs> that is, that's like financial infidelity. That's a. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of people too who are like, I would rather you cheat on me with a person than wow. you cheating on me with our financials. Financial infidelity. That's a concept I'd like never even heard of. Because people talk about okay, well, Nicolette's brought this up. She actually asked me this literally yesterday. She's like, gave me a scenario, and she's like, do you think he was emotionally cheating? a guy who was kind of talking to someone before he and his girlfriend broke up. And then once they'd broken Which up, is he, started, a thing. he started dating another girl within two weeks. Yeah. She's like, do you think he was emotionally cheating? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know enough about the scenario. I'd probably say no. Yeah. And she's like, if they got to a point where within two weeks they, they could be talking, she's like, I think it's emotionally cheating. It's an interesting concept to look at too, because if it is just someone you were close with platonically, mm -hmm. and then that just happens to be the person you go to for comfort afterwards, 
that could be a natural progression. And it might seem fast, but if you're already, I guess, in a vulnerable place. But, I, you know, I guess it depends on how long the relationship lasts. Yeah. If it's like, oh, they were together for like three weeks and then it just happened to be, you know, some kind of rebound, then I'd say probably not. Yeah. But if they immediately come together for a very long time, then yeah, probably there is a little bit of foul play. All right, so we've got the emotional infidelity. Obviously, we have the physical, where yeah. something happens with someone's body parts. <laughs> My body! Something's going on. And then now, you've thrown in something I've never even heard anyone say. This seems groundbreaking to me, but I, I live feel like in a I've very small bubble. I've heard people talk bubble. about this before. Financial infidelity, which would be just lying about... Your finances. Finances or, like, you're already married and you somehow become, like, a a gambling addict. Mm. And so then you spend $200,000 gambling. Mm, Yeah. Destroy your savings. Any future, you're now under this enormous weight of, we're in a ton of debt now. More than, like, we have another mortgage. Yeah. Financial infidelity. That is fascinating to me. Because, yeah, I've I've definitely heard people talk about, like, I would rather you just cheat on me because emotionally we can, that can be moved past. Yeah. But there's no amount of counseling that can scrub away $100,000 of debt. Yeah. That's just years on, of work. As I say, depending on the debt, you know, like you could declare bankruptcy, but yeah. you've significantly altered my life in a yeah. way. In a way that will never 100% recover. Because no. even if you come back from it, it's like, yeah. okay, well, all you those years back. we spent working to get it back are wasted we could have been eons ahead of whatever you know we could have retired but now we never will yeah ceremonies and other cultures we'll see we'll talk about some of those in a little bit and see if we like any of those better uh shared rearing of children i think you'd agree that that's probably a good thing to have everyone yeah that's a fact statistically the more people who are are helping with the child is just better for the child yeah that saying it takes a village isn't a joke yeah you know it does the more yeah. people you have who are willing to love and provide for the child the better yeah i'd agree with which you. is why it's good to have a full family unit if it's a mom and a dad and then the mom or sorry just two parents whatever yeah and then the parents parents yeah it's great yeah the, it's the more the better i'll agree because the more people you have also just as far as being a well-rounded person the more personalities you have that are influential to you mm the more the better a perspective on life you can have because yeah. if you have even if it's someone who's like well this person was not good for me good to me well great it you know it sucked while you're in it but now you know how you don't want to be mm-hmm. and now you know it's how being shitty to someone affects the individual so you're okay well i don't ever want to do that to someone else so these are the things i'll avoid yeah all right so we agree that one's that was a pretty good one uh the bride price dowry what do you think of that I mean, is it is it bride price is weird. I think dowry, in a modern sense, it's nice just to be like it helps to set up your life. Mm -hmm. If you're two twenty year olds, or however old, and you're young, and okay, basically the the concept of wedding gifts is like, hey, here's something to help you on your way. Here's a Mm -hmm. bunch of pots and pans so you don't have to spend a hundred bucks on cookery cookware. Yeah, you know. It's nice. It's good to have, but also it's like if you're 35 years old, you probably don't need it. What if ideally the dowry comes with conditions? I guess it parents? depends on the conditions. What if parents are like, we want to be able to say where you guys live and what you then do? No, I'd be like, not worth it. <laughs> Keep your money. 
right. I, don't I, I, don't I want to either. exist as an individual. The whole point of moving out yeah. is like so you can do your own thing. If it comes with strings attached, probably not worth it. Virginity? I think that's just a personal thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, there I mean, are there are really yeah. good arguments for both. Yeah. Of like, okay, you know what you like. At the very least, you have some form of experience. But on the other hand, there's the whole trust thing of like, well, you, generally speaking, probably won't have to worry about the person who was able to keep it in their pants before marriage. Yeah. Because if they were able to do it and not, if they were able to not just go around having sex with everybody when there were no strings attached, they're probably going to be able to keep it together when there are a lot of strings attached. Yeah. But, you and know. And you could just, if, if it is, if the marriage we're talking about is an exclusive, mostly irreversible cohabitation, yep. you'll figure that out. You'll figure it out. It's not I, that important. Yeah. I think it really is just a matter of preference. I don't think it should be the end-all be-all. All right. And finally, use primae noctis. We're, no, I think we're both pretty much You're not pro. on board with that? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. I was like, you need to get on board. Because <laughs> I'm instituting it. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I think I think Could probably ninety nine percent. Anyone who's not in the position to receive would the benefit. The yeah. benefit is against it. Yeah. Could you imagine? And probably anyone a with society morals. Society yeah. nowadays where that was a thing. Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden just gets his. Joe pick. Biden gets to like <laughs> just go around and be like, uh, "Hey, you, uh, uh, yeah, let's go." Come on, man. Oh boy. That'd be upsetting. That's a not really bad. About <laughs> to show you how oh. we do it in 1902. <laughs> I don't want to think about that anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> Lastly, here's something else uh, before we jump into different kind of ceremonies, traditions around the world, and just okay. Talk about I was those. interesting if we had. Yeah, I figured we'd talk about those. Thoughts on arranged marriages. Child marriages. No. Incestual marriages. Nope. I guess well, it depends on the degree of incestual, but generally no. Like anything before a third cousin, nope. Okay. <laughs> After that, it's, uh, how related are you really? I don't even know if there is I, such a I thing as fourth know. or fifth cousin. Yeah. At that point, it's like you're doing married to, to a cousin this. of a cousin of a friend, yeah. 17 times removed. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so no to incest because uh, you could go to West Virginia and have a lot of reasons why that's a bad idea. There are people with blue skin in West Virginia Yeah. because of incest. What about... What uh, about oh, no to child marriages because I, if I have to explain it to you, there's an issue. What about like 16, 17-year-olds who have their parents' blessings? I still know. Honestly, just give them the couple years to, just, to develop. It's and like make if a look if you are ready to marry that person, two years is going to make a difference. I mean, what if they die before then? Okay, you're robbing them of their life. Their their right. I to didn't choose. rob them of their life. Whatever killed them did. Well, I don't. Know. Here's the thing: under normal circumstances. If you are not still together in two years, then it's a good thing you didn't get married. Hmm. But if you are, I'd still say, like, wait a little longer. Live your life. Figure yourself out. You like, don't know shit about yourself. I agree with you. And I feel like it's it's so hard to tell that to... Anyone. To a child to, like, explain it, though. Because 
I remember being a teen and like feeling like, man, everything, everything is so important and everything feels like it has this, yeah, you know, like, well, could be also, the end of the world. Or... You've lived 100% of your life. You feel like you know yourself pretty well. Yeah. You don't think about the fact that the next four years, five years, six years, eight years are going to be almost as formative as your first eight radically different because yeah. that's where a lot of independence comes into play for a lot yeah. of kids and you find out how you exist on your own if mm-hmm. you choose to exist on your own which yeah. i would recommend in some capacity yeah like make sure you could exist on your own you can pay for your own stuff you're not reliant on your parents for everything you don't have to be moved out because at the or nowadays it's just not smart to move out because everything is so expensive how are you going to afford anything but you know Make sure you are independent in some capacity. Yeah, I agree with you. Arranged marriages. That was the last one. Sorry. I don't know. I guess. And see, how could we even comment on we this? Can't, what do because we know? There's, like, by all accounts, people who are arranged marriage did. Marriage did. They actually have a they pretty tend to successful have, they have, yes, track successful record. and happy. At kind of the thing of like the spoiled for choice kind of thing. What's when you have too much, mm, too yeah. many options? There are too many choices. You don't know what to do. Yeah. But if someone's just like, "Hey, here's the person. Here's why. Make it work." Yeah. You and go I think, in with the expectations of it's just we're just gonna have to work to make it work. I think my understanding too is if you have two parents who are loving, they're going to want the best for you. Yeah. They're going to want to get to know the other family, if that's a possibility. They're going to understand you. In theory, they understand you as a person. Yeah. And they also... They're not going to put you somewhere. If it's a culture that has arranged marriage, their marriage was arranged. Yeah. So they know what it's like to go through that process. That's true. So I can't... I can't... Again, yeah, we can't really talk to it, That's not something I can speak too much on. Would you ever get an arranged marriage? I Probably not. You wouldn't just let your mom just pick? No. I don't think so. What if your mom was like, you have to? No. Forcing you. That doesn't, that never, it, no. It would never happen. It would never happen. It, it's impossible. There's it's nothing true. she could do to be like, you have to. Yeah. It's true. All right, let's see marriage customs from around the world. We've got a couple different ones here, but I thought <laughs> Swedish marriages. I don't know. Again, I don't. I'm just gonna go from different countries. I don't know if this is everyone in the country. Everybody just, eats pickled fish. It could literally just be one person who had a wedding one time, and then someone wrote about it. <laughs> that that could be it. We don't know, but it says Swedish marriage with around 20 hours of the daily sun. The Swedish wedding was traditionally done during the summer months. It explains you have enough. the longest day to prepare to celebrate. And to then do yeah, everything. just a long ass party. Hell yeah. Yeah. Some of the highlights included the bride's head. Crowned with myrtle leaves, rep- okay. representing virginity. I don't know what a myrtle is. Apparently a virgin plant. I was going to say it's a plant. I guess. Virginity, who knows. They to ensure... Here, too, I think, in places. I don't know. The only time I hear about myrtle, or when I hear the word myrtle, I think of moaning myrtle. Which does or not like make myrtle me Beach. think of virginity. <laughs> uh, to ensure she never went hungry doesn't it though well, I'm pretty sure she died at like 14 who knows why she was moaning probably because well, she was upsetting. killed yeah but... she was crying because she was bullied wasn't that the thing and they... then she got killed yeah didn't she drown I don't know if you know if you remember we could just look it up please but we're not tell gonna... us 
we we are so lost. Who knows what it could be? We're gonna get some some obscure person's gonna listen to this and talk to us about like Harry Harry Potter erotica. Oh, please don't. They're gonna be like, oh, I know about motive. No, no, <laughs> that's a second thought. No DMs. <laughs> no DMs. Get out of our DMs. Slide your wave right back on it. To ensure she never went hungry or lacked, a gold coin given by her father would be put inside her right shoe and a silver coin inside her left shoe from her mother. It's kind of okay. a sweet custom. Yeah. Uncomfortable, probably. A 72-hour yeah. smorgasbord oh, would commence with ooh. servings of, I can't even pronounce this, Kotbula, Lingonschlit, and Ingald Sil. Fit for a traditional Swedish wedding. Great. A well, lot of really you know what? good Swedish Let's food. remember those words, and we'll post pictures of those foods to our Instagram. One of them is Swedish meatballs. I've been to Blah. Ikea. I know what those are. Lingonberry jam. I can imagine what that is. And pickled herring. Yep. Lutefisk. Yeah. No. The groom would also provide three gold coins to the soon-to-be bride. One for accepting the engagement. Okay. He pays her for accepting the engagement. That seems odd. Another for marrying him. Also seems odd. And a third for carrying his baby. That would make sense. In the future. Yeah. I mean. It's, you know, it's like. Yeah, a I coin mean, for a baby. You carrying the baby. It's a fair it's transaction. It's nine months of, at the, probably, as bad as people say can be today. Back then, even worse. But a gold coin. And also much deadlier. Very good chance that they die. But the coin. Which, how crazy is that? Childbirth? I just had the, like the mortality rate of mothers back in the day must have been enormous. That's why they had to have so many kids. Yeah. Because the mothers and the children didn't live. That's crazy. Again. Also, one of the weird things, it's like you watch mothers. other animals have children, and yeah. it's like, blow, okay, blop, out on the floor, so and then they're walking in moments. easy, and then they kind of recover. Humans, it's like, can be a days-long process to birth a child. Yeah. And that child is useless for like 10 years. <laughs> back, okay, I'm like, in the scale of back then, what can that kid effectively do until he's like 10? They Nothing. Could, they could lift something. They're useless. No, they at can't. Like, at like eight. Not that you couldn't do with like six of in one hand. No, but you'd have someone else to help. No, you have someone else you're taking care of while you also have to do I more mean, work. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that It is like, a useless existence until they're like 10. And even then, it's like wow. half useless. Parents of the world, we are not hating on your less not, than it doesn't. It's not child. today. We're not constantly like farming and having to live minute by minute. But I'm saying back then, especially way back then when we were hunting for life... You're saying people should have just given up and died? No, I'm we just, wouldn't be I'm here. I'm just saying comparative said it was to other animals. Existence. Compared to other animals. Horses are born and can walk immediately. Ah, okay. All right. I see. A child can't walk for like two years. Yeah. Look, I, I don't know how we fix that. I don't think evolution we don't is going to be. fix it. Well, then I guess we should all die. What we hope did, is there? We don't need <laughs> to overcome it anymore. We're in a place of luxury. I don't even know how to pronounce this country. I feel terrible. What is it? Kyrgyzstan. Oh. Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Kyrg Kyrgyzstan. A crying bride today might mean nothing, but crying? in... Crying? A crying bride. Okay. Might mean nothing. I feel like it would mean something. Side note. 
But I mean, in, happy tears? But in Kyrgyzstan, this it's wasn't K-town. always the case. Back in the day, there was old lore that crying during the wedding day leads to the happiest of marriages. As a result, parents had no problem consenting to the wedding of a girl who had been kidnapped because she'll be crying, which is a great thing for the wedding. (laughs) Nonetheless, this practice was legally stopped in... When do you think? How recently was this this going on? Does it start with a two? No. Okay, thank God. Does it start with a 19? 19. 60. 91. Oh! <laughs> Until what? 1991, a couple of years before I was born, you could just go steal a woman with the hopes that she'd be crying, and her parents would just be like, "Well, the tears are there. Go ahead and marry her." Talk about that for a foundation of a marriage. Oh my god, that doesn't even have to do with any of the other things we mentioned. It's literally just you steal someone. That that's horrific. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's terrible. People, do be better. We could be better than this. Well, you know, it's only been almost 30 years. Look, 30 years, actually. It has been 30 years since then. I'm not big on bashing other people and the way they choose to live life. Hey, they don't do it anymore. We also don't know the success rates of those marriage or the happiness in- I don't index think, of I don't Kyrgyzstan. think that Kyr- a woman's happiness is considered in those marriages if kidnapping is it how it starts. It probably wasn't. 100% happiness on the male side, 0% happiness on the woman's side. 50% total. <laughs> Moroccan marriages okay. traditionally take place as the harvest is coming to an end in the fall. That makes sense. Gives you time to get kids going. Typically celebrated on a Sunday. At that time, there was a lot of food to give also a big sense. wedding feast. Oh, that's also that also makes sense. A, a lot of money and food for I never thought about that, but like a lot of people do put on kind of this this thing. Maybe they waited to have the weddings until a certain time of year. I mean, we still people do that now. Yeah, it's more true. about weather than yeah. For me, I like the cold, so I'd wait to the winter time. <laughs> well, except it wouldn't be quite as pretty. Depends where you go. Yeah. The wedding runs for seven days with different parties for women and men. Wow, seven days! I thought. Old Jewish weddings were long. They used to do three days. Three days are for the bride, where she is prepared through traditional beautification and partying before marriage on the fourth day. The fifth and sixth days... Prepared for partying. What does that mean? Prepared through traditional beautification and partying. Oh, okay. So she's... Okay. Get Got like a for pre-gaming partying. for a couple days. For three days. You get a solid three-day buzz going, and that puts you in a whole other state of mind. For marriage on the fifth day. We'll have to ask Dylan about that. Exactly. (laughs) The fifth and sixth days would see more celebrations before the different parties for men and women converged with the bride, put atop a cushion, and held on high in front of the friends and family. Just a cushion? That'd be hard to hold. I mean, after six days of partying, anything would be hard to (laughs) hold. The fifth and sixth days. I still can't believe that. The groom would be hoisted on the shoulders week. of the men in attendance. The newly married would then be ferried to a specially prepared room where their marriage would be consummated. Yeah, okay. Better than Prima Nocta? Better than Prima Nocta. Unless the Moroccan, you know, king was waiting. <laughs> He's just in the bed. He is the bed. He is the bed. Food in the Moroccan marriage involves fertility symbols of chicken and fish being served. 
Guest devour lamb so stew. So far, so good. So far, so real good. Beef and chicken mixture with spices, onions, apricots, 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 <laughs> apricots, 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 almonds. In addition to huge piles of couscous. Oh, I like couscous. Yeah, this sounds really good. Uh, I, this is that Mediterranean Moroccan diet everyone's talking about. Is like pretty nice though. The reception would also have a zafa or wedding march, ushering the groom and bride. In with flaming swords, dancing, <laughs> and music yeah. with lots of tambourines. And married drums. in Morocco. It was common for the bride to be specially prepared for the wedding with a milk bath and massage for purification process. Oh, milk bath is weird. I feel like that leads to some unfortunate side effects for I mean, a woman. And every kind of bath, it seems like, with like, can lead to you know problems for women. I don't know about milk. I'm not a doctor. No. Anyway. Just a just a side note in case you're thinking of taking a milk bath. We do not endorse those. We don't know no. enough about it. Drink them. it. Don't bathe in it. Unless you're lactose intolerant. But Morocco. But drink it anyway. Just get over it. Morocco with a sword ceremony of sorts. A flaming sword ceremony. That seems cool. Yeah. Scotland. Oh. Elopement at Primanoc. Gretna Green. <laughs> <laughs> in 1757, England and Wales, there were very strict marriage laws. This prompted young lovers to flee north across the border to Gretna Green, where boys of 14 and girls of 12 were able to marry simply by declaring themselves in front of witnesses. Uh, when was this? 1757. Okay, that makes sense. So they're like middle-aged at that point. Yeah. Annually, over 5,000 partners come to elope here every year. Still? Yeah, I guess. Still seems like a Man, cool spot. it's crazy how traditions just kind of Keep going. stick. Yeah, I, Even I don't. When you're not really sure why. From what I understand, they still don't allow 14 and, and 12 year olds. Well, I but... would imagine, not. Yeah, no. I'd be really upset if they did. Uh, Papua New Guinea. I don't know anything about this place, really. I don't either. The male birding, the male, the male bird. Sorry, let's start over. Papua <laughs> New Guinea. We don't know anything. I don't about know this anything place. about this place, really. <laughs> The male birds' mating cries haven't gone unheard and have found their way into marriage. In the jungle of Papua New Guinea, a tribe exists that, in, that clad in feathers, as well as painting their bodies to try and woo the girl. The feathers are known as sing-sings. Sing-sings, okay. Could you imagine getting clad in feathers, no. painting your body? Could you imagine how many birds woo. you'd have to kill to clad me in feathers? I didn't even think of that. <laughs> what kind of birds? Well, we don't have any large plumed birds, so it would be hundreds of birds. Just a bunch of brown feathers. That's a photo of it. You can't see it, but they definitely painted up and they've got some feathers. We could post a picture of this on Instagram too. Probably. I guess. Just take them off Google and say we don't know we don't own any of it. We don't. None of it's ours. India. This is an interesting one. Okay. Indian marriages are known for being really elaborate and colorful with lots of fanfare and rituals. I've heard. They also do some crazy parties, fantastic food. However, in some areas in the country, if a girl is born during a specific astrological time frame, they're considered cursed. Yep. The traditional belief is that if they get married, they will end up killing their husbands. Those dang stars, man. They control your life. For the curse to be broken before the woman gets married, she has to get married to a tree. <laughs> and then later on, the tree is felled. It's cut down, which ends the curse. So because we're afraid that she might kill her husband if she gets married because of stars. You then marry, marry the tree so tree. that you can kill the tree, therefore purging the curse. Yeah. Sure. 
I wonder if, if the woman and what if the, the what if a man blow. is born on the same day? No curse. Doesn't I, matter. If, He'll kill the wife, but eh. He'll kill the wife, another. but yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, cool. women. <laughs> Scotland, Scottish marriages can be a little weird, including the pre-wedding part. One of the nastiest traditions Heck involves yeah. having the groom and his bride being pelted using food trash such as rotten fish and decaying eggs. What? The belief among many Scots is that a couple that can endure the nasty pelting <laughs> is strong, and therefore their marriage will last. Okay. Sure. Is this not super weird? No, that's pretty weird. Traditional marriage custom in North Korea involves beating the feet of I, the groom. I n- knew it was going to be violent. I just had a feeling. Using canes and fish on the eve of the wedding. Essentially, the custom's meant to show the strong character of the groom. Apparently, going down the aisle ends up being a painful affair the next day. Of course. He has <laughs> caned his feet and beat them with fish. What a weird... Why fish? <clears throat> I don't know. Fish can be tough. The scales would be terrible. Uh, yeah. Whales. One of the most significant marks of a real man is the ability to feed his family and ensure they never lack. Those are not our words. I just want to know. I'm sorry. Just one more time. One of the most significant marks of a real man is the ability to feed his family and ensure they never lack. I'm okay with that. Which is true in almost every culture. This is also the case in Wales, where men give their new love a carved wooden spoon as a symbol that he can cater to their needs. I want to know what some of those spoons look like. Probably too big for anyone to use today. I mean, it's... Some of them might just be terrible, though. I wouldn't know how to carve anything. I'd have to that. That would be my preparation for the wedding. I was gonna, say, I was gonna say. I'm sure you. If that's the tradition, I'm sure you whittle things. You think people just buy a spoon? I doubt. Fake spoon. That seems like it would be grounds for infidelity. Infidelity. Oh my god. Yeah, it wasn't a real spoon. The love is false pretense. Marriage. Oh, he can't provide no for me. Way. I've never heard this. United States. A tradition that's said to have started from the South. Okay, off to a good start. In the United States, it involved black slaves jumping over some kind of broom as newlyweds, symbolizing they have moved over together and are ready to start their new lives as a married couple. It might be an older tradition, but it's still performed in the South and other areas, sometimes for fun during a wedding. I've literally never heard of that. I haven't heard of that either. Jumping the broom. That is so it's interesting. As soon as they said the South, I was like... This is going to be racist. This is going to be some kind of <laughs> historical... Unfortunate circumstance. Yeah. Oh, Cuba. This is... Oh. This, I was going to say, you could kind of maybe help verify this. Uh, probably not, Not but you specifically. My but, grandma yeah. could if we were to ask her. While the wedding in Cuba is not religious due to, due to the regime being communist, yeah. celebrations didn't stop. Family, friends, and guests create a parade of sorts... Well, she left before Castro took power. Yeah. So if this is a post-communism thing. Well, no, because it was still communist. Just different communist. Maybe. We'll see. They would parade towards the venue of the wedding with dancing and music. Sounds nice. Bride's dress is very elaborate and a main element of the Cuban wedding. The more flamboyant, the better. That sounds Cuban. That sounds true. It's usually made of satin or silk with ruffles or full skirts. No wedding is really cheap, and the wedding usually has a dance where anyone who dances with the bride has to pin some cash on her extravagant dress. 
This goes to help the newlyweds with their honeymoon arrangements. That's kind of nice. That is kind of nice. I've I've seen it. Oh gosh, I can't remember the video. This was a this was in Asia. They were doing a wedding where basically it's something similar, but all of the young bachelors, for whatever reason in this culture, none of the women kind of got to dance. But they would go and dance with, like, not with the bride, but across from her. They'd go and dance, and they would offer money, and then that money would be used. They wouldn't touch a dress or anything, but they would kind of just throw money. Okay. Let's see. Lastly, we've got Austria. In St. Wolfgang in Austria, women carrying their prayer beads and rosaries appear in churches to complete over 560 years of marriage traditions. Oh, okay. The mother of the eldest son usually wears a headdress in the shape of a fan that has been handed down for centuries to give to the bride marrying their eldest son. What if you don't have eldest sons? You only have daughters. Uh, I don't know. Some very unique traditions. Yeah, interesting places. But the one thing that is in common with every single one of those is that marriage is happening still. It is a thing, yeah. I don't see it going away anytime soon. No, I don't think it ever will. I do think we've been seeing a trend of marriages happening less and less, and they're yeah. looking different. Yeah, they definitely look different. But Which is not necessarily a bad thing no. in a lot of ways, I think specifically that's if you're a woman. No, yeah. And I think as a society, that's that's something we've kind of got to look at is, like, what is the best way to grow as a society? Yeah. And honestly, I don't blame a lot of the people who don't want to get married anymore. No, you can look at a ton of different reasons. Yeah. Well, specifically the history of marriage. The joke we've constantly been making of the woman is basically just a chip in the deal. Yeah. Child just a, marriages. Yeah. Ancestors marriages. Yeah. <clears throat> Prima nocta. Yeah, a lot of weird things. Humans are weird animals. Mm-hmm. But hey, I'm pretty happy with my marriage. That's all I got to say. Well, that's good. That. Love you, Nicolette. Thanks for marrying me. <laughs> How much did you pay her to marry you? <laughs> what uh, was the... <laughs> did you give I her did, three gold coins? I did play, pay a, uh, a bride price of uh, one engagement ring. Okay. It did cost... A very large sum. Actually, the single largest purchase I've ever made. When I went to go buy the engagement Not ring. Not including your house? Well, that Typically, was, that's over the course of time. Yeah, and it was it was loaned out. Yeah. This was okay. actually money just that like, I like. Just money down on the table. This was money that, yeah. I, well, okay, I guess it technically wasn't money. Let me preface the story. Well, we'll end with this. This was our engagement story. We had been talking about. I tried to be very transparent throughout the whole process. I kept Nicolette, my my now wife, in on the know of like, hey, I want to marry you. There are a couple individual goals hey, I want to marry you and marks that I want to hit. These these milestones that we talked about earlier. And I was like, I want to hit these as an individual before I try and start our life together as a, a couple. Before I become we, I need to make sure I'm good as me. Or as good as I can be, you know, you're never perfect. You're Seems going to like continue a good idea. to grow. Kind of like what we talked about before is yeah. make sure you can take care of yourself before. Mm-hmm. So that was both of our goals, honestly, is we, what we kind of had a conversation. So when I feel like, when I felt like she'd hit those goals and I had hit mine, I was like, all right, well, it's time then. I think we're, 
we're kind of ready. And then again, this was like personal, but um, I told her that I was like ready for that and that I would be, I think this was 2019. I said like by the end of the year, expect an engagement. And I was just kind of like threw it out there and I was like, I'm not going to tell you when, but like I'm going to be transparent with you. That's happening. So that summer of 2019, I was like, all right, let's go. I I was like trying to figure out what a ring would look like. I'm doing all this research online. I'm like, there. I was like, okay, do you get a diamond? Do you get a, a moissanite, which is basically like, uh, I think it's kind of like lab made now, but they look, I mean, they look I the exact same. I thought cubic zirconium was the fake diamond. Uh, yeah, but I think there's one that they have now called moissanite, which is, okay. it's like. Better? It's just as hard as like diamonds it basically really? is almost the exact same shine but it's like way cheaper interesting um i bet the diamond people hate it yeah probably but uh i wanted to get an idea of what she liked because honestly i have no clue i never wore a ring before mm. i i only wear this wedding ring now because i married yeah. and want to show to everyone that i married um show off yeah i'm a show off you know but we decided on some advice that I'd received from a coworker to go to this antique market. They have jewelers there, and they're like, my coworker uh, had said, just go and look and get an idea. And like, if she's she's fine with kind of like being in the know, like go ahead and have her look at some stuff. She'll say, oh, I like this, I don't like this, and then you can kind of take notes. And I was like, that is a great idea. That and we'd been idea. so <clears throat> transparent at that point. I was like, why not? So we went up to Atlanta. Uh, I think they do this every month. There's an antique uh, market that they put on called Scott's Antique Market. Went up there, looked at all the antiques. They have a lot of really nice stuff, stuff we could never afford, though. Uh, <laughs> some handmade stuff, some just really unique, cool finds. But then as we're kind of, like, wrapping up our day, we went over to the jewelers and we're like, you know, go to the stand. Someone walks up and is helping us. And they said, hey, do you want to, like, try anything on? What are you looking for? And I was like, well, we're actually looking for an idea of engagement rings. We tried on a couple and they didn't really work. There was one that was kind of nice, you know, but then I think at one point we both, our eyes both locked onto the same ring. <laughs> and I was just like, what about that one? And Nicolette kind of, you know, was just like, yeah. And she, I think all the other ones she'd put on, She'd have to tell you for sure. But I think all the other ones she'd been putting on the actual finger. But that ring she refused to put on her left hand because she didn't want it to, like, feel real. She wanted to wait. Ah, okay. And uh, so she tried it on her, her right ring finger, I'm pretty sure. But she put it on, and, and I mean, it really did sparkle. It was, it was a unique find in the sense that it came from a... Um, kind of an estate dealer, people who, who took over estates or, mm -hmm. like, just had antique classic jewelry. The company's called Southern Classic Jewelry. Um, and, yeah, it was just a unique find, and I was like, okay, this is the style. She seemed to love it. I thought it was gorgeous. I was like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. The price was a little high. Yeah. And I was like, damn. I was like, I've been saving, but this Not is going to hurt. This is gonna hurt. Yeah. So I ended up Trying to figure out how can you recreate this? Like, how could I do some research, pay for, you know, the, 
I guess the metal part, the mm-hmm. band or whatever yeah, that band. goes around. How can I pay for a diamond that goes on the top? Um, and money probably. We probably could post a picture of of the ring too when we make. An sure, let's post. do that too. Uh, but it was uh, I think around was the the type. It was a halo ring I think as well. So you have a kind of center stone. And then you have a bunch of other stones around it, but the you know the bunch of rhinestones. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> exactly, and then, but you the main focus is the center stone, kind of highlighted by the others. And the thing I loved is it didn't. Some rings, as you're going around the outside, have other stones, like mm-hmm. on the edge. Uh, this one didn't, and when I tried to recreate it, I couldn't find one like that. Okay. So I was just like, man, I'm really torn. I was like, I, I gotta get this. So I called them up and I was like, hey. Is there any way you could do any cheaper? Which I felt so bad about. I was like, I'm begging for this, yeah. basically. And they got their manager, and he was like, yeah, we could do a... I think they knocked off like 10 or 15%. Oh, wow. And I, That's a lot. I, <clears throat> and just by asking if I could get a better deal. I mean, there's, there's, you know... I don't know if that'll work for everyone, but it's not a bad idea. Especially Bargain. if you're working with... It wasn't a huge retailer. Or it was kind of a, a uh, shop. And... Uh, yeah, I went in, I looked at the ring again, like in their store in Atlanta, because at this point the antique event had kind of closed up. Uh, and I went with a friend to, I think it's called Atlanta's Mart. It's a bunch of vendors that have kind of shops, and you have to know someone to get in. It's a very exclusive, you know, deal. Uh, I think I've worked it once. Uh, yeah, I think you did, yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, but yeah, I went in and I think it was like four thousand dollars, which I'd never, I've never even come close to that paying is a lot of money that price for, uh, just for a, anything. Just... I think yeah, because it was, it might have been like three thousand something with tax. It was like four grand, and I Yikes. called my bank before, because uh, I don't know how credit cards work. Because I'm not a real adult. I called them before and I was just like, hey, I, I just wanted to let you guys know I'm about to make this really big purchase. It is me. I'm, I'm doing it. And they're like, okay. Is there any other reason you're calling? And I was like, no, I just wanted to let you know I'm about to buy yeah. like a 4000 don't, don't close my account down. And they're just like, okay, you don't need to do that in the future. <laughs> Stop calling. And I was like, I feel like I should. If I just saw a $4,000 charge on my card, I would want you guys to not accept it. But yeah. Well, my cousin Nick just had his card closed on him because he bought gas in Atlanta instead of Marietta. And they're like, well, you're usually in Marietta. And he's like... Okay. It's a funny system. <laughs> I I was very confused. But that day Or sorry, was... vice versa. He bought in Marietta as opposed to Atlanta. Oh, cuz he, lived... yeah, he yeah. lives uh, he he used to live in Marietta. Now he lives yeah. in Atlanta. But yeah, I I was like what a like <laughs> Why? What why? It's not even that far of a drive. It's like yeah. 20 minutes. It's so weird. But um Yeah, that was that was the bride price that I paid. As far as a dowry? Effectively. Did I mean, you receive a dowry? I don't know. Her parents paid for the wedding, which was pretty cool. Okay, that's basically a dowry. Yeah, and honestly, it was It was great. a good wedding, too. Good it time. was... That happened... We got engaged in August of 2019. We got married in February of 2020. And who knows how long this podcast will stay up. But if anyone has forgotten... Basically, in March of 2020 in the U.S., everything shut down due to the coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic. So we had one of the last normal weddings. 
where where there was no mass, no distancing. Everyone just kind of was like living their life, mm-hmm. ignoring the impending, you know, well, not even ignoring storm. the people even ignorant even, of. Yeah, ignorant maybe. of. Because I, don't I think, think there was like two cases in the U.S. at the time. Maybe no, there was I don't more. Even but remember. It, Someone Were had died any? in like in Washington. I remember. Oh, I hadn't. I, didn't, I hadn't even remember having heard of it. Yeah, but it it's so great. hard to judge the times. Yeah, and, it's, and that's over like, a year ago. And it? honestly, it feels like that was so long ago. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like it was a year ago. It's been a hell of a year. <laughs> Golly, it has been a year. Oh yeah. man, what a weird Almost year, a year and a half. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Golly, I honestly, it feels like two or three. Yeah, but no, I I love the wedding. The bride price was happy to pay it. Very happy with our our marriage. And uh, yeah, I mean that's just us personally. What do you guys think of different marriage customs around the world? Yeah, if you have an interesting one uh, that you know of that we didn't cover, because obviously marriage weddings, there are a ton anything. of ones that we didn't cover because the world is a big place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let us know. I'd be interested to hear about it. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I want to learn more about it. and uh, Always happen to learn more. It's which is kind of the point of the podcast, is to, to talk, learn more and have discussions about the things we learned. Yeah. Uh, and to promote that. Other people having discussions. Mm-hmm. And learning more. So, so what do you think about child marriage? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it's that you think it's bad, great. If it's that you think it's good, please seek help. Please. And with that, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up our second episode of the Waffle Talk Podcast. Podcast? Pod. The Waffle Talk Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Let us know what you think about the, you know, back and forth. I cover one topic. Wes covers another topic. If you have any topics you'd like to talk, uh, have us talk about, let us know. We'll look into it. Uh, let us know if you like this topic. Let, if, let us know if you hated this topic. Yeah. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong. All that jazz. Uh, all right, well. With that, I've been Wes. And I have, have been and will continue to be Zach. Uh, and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.